0: Welcome to the Helping Hands podcast with me, Gail Louise Turner. On this podcast, I will be chatting to inspirational people and I will be finding out about their life story, their influences and how they give that extra helping hand every day. If you'd like to follow me, please go to my Facebook, which is Gail Louise Turner or on my Instagram, which is Gail GLT. Each episode of the Helping Hands podcast will be having an accompanying Spotify playlist with my guest musical influences. This can be found under Helping Hands podcast playlist on Spotify. Now it's time to sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to series two of Helping Hands podcast series with me Gayle Louise Turner. In this podcast series I will continue to showcase the work of those people who strive in their daily lives and careers to give that extra helping hand to educate, inspire and help others. Each guest chooses a selection of songs which depict their life story. They discuss memories relating to them song choices. Throughout my podcasts in this series, I would really like to recognise those inspirational people, the television shows, the characters, the music and any other inspiration to help you all in your daily lives. To get involved in this Helping Hands podcast series with me, Gail Louise Turner, please listen to this series on helping-hands.captivate.fm. Please visit my Facebook on Gail Louise Turner and please visit my Spotify and follow G L 84 to hear of the accompanying Helping Hands Spotify music playlist. My guest today, Ben Y, who is a highly well thought of person in his community, his opinions are his own. Ben Y is a university lecturer, a co-op member pioneer, an active travel cycle coordinator and volunteer. He has recently set up a bookshare programme in shavinton and also set up a bike workshop at St. Paul's Centre in Crewe and is currently volunteering to be a candidate of Crewe Town Council. So hi Ben, how are you this morning? Thank you so much for participating in this podcast. Just to let everybody know that they can listen to Ben Y story on helping-hands.cactivate.fm. You just actually need to search on Gayle Louise Turner Helping Hands podcast series 2 episode 1 with Ben Y, a local university lecturer. So, Ben, I'm just trying to get the right date now. We met back in 2013 and 2014. I believe I came down to visit Christine Concern and the Bicycle Workshop and Food Banking and crew. and um,
1: That's right.
0: I, that was right. Yeah. And I remember being very impressed with what you did and how the place ran. So today on helping hands i would like you to tell me your story of actually how you help inspired yourself and others and a little later we will discuss your spotify playlist with your favorite (laughs) songs which are amazing i might add Um, and those songs have actually helped you through the years so first of all i'd like to ask you what makes you happy and and what makes you motivated
1: um i think it's thinking of helping people who maybe haven't even been born yet. I'm very much a long-term person so um, I'm very much into recycling and sustainability. Um, I think like many people the joy I get with uh sorting tea bags into the right recycling container it gives me a gives me a weird lot of joy and actually it means that you can still sort of be part of a community even through lockdown because i've hardly seen anybody but i have the sense that we're all pulling together uh for the long-term future
0: that's great that is so what actually makes you happy motivated and who, who inspires oh yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> trying to avoid the question um what makes me happy i suppose family first um my son's just moved up to uh crew where i live uh my oldest and my youngest ones is is near now so what makes me really happy is being with family i've been it's going to sound rather odd but i've been happy twice in my life um truly truly happy uh, because i think that people think happiness is sort of a you know a right that we all have but actually we can only know we're happy when when we contrast with other things. We were sitting years ago when the boys were little in a restaurant, a cafe in London. And I just suddenly looked around myself and I realized the kids were doing well, my wife was doing well, and everything was gonna be all right. And I was sort of filled with this um, glow really. And I just suddenly had a sensation of being part of the whole universe. It only lasted for about 30 seconds. but I'll never forget that moment. And I've always tried to recreate that. And the way I do that is is by being with family.
0: Yeah, I really agree with you there. And I think family are very, very important, especially in, in COVID. So you've already explained a little bit, but why why do you like helping people? Yeah. Um,
1: Why do I like help? I I was brought up like that. All my all my family have always been in public service in some form or other, whether that be in the military or a council or something like that, Um, and I was. I was brought up as a young child that i was part of a community and whatever one person did affected the others and my mum had a really funny expression if she ever saw somebody like jumping a queue or taking more things than they should she'd always shout out ring the bell conductor i'm on and that was her her code for really reminding us all that we were all we all part of society and and what 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 what? the values that drove us as a family was was really looking after each other
0: so like I said earlier I've met you before and I'm speaking to you today so by looking at your biography that you've that we've discussed and everything you've been involved in a lot of local community events that help at mm. people and and things so how did you actually get involved in helping the local community
1: it I, my job was with the Department for Education. So we moved up to Crewe about well, nearly 20 years ago now, I guess. Um, and we, uh, my job took me out of town all the time. Um, but when I changed jobs to work for the Crewe Partnership of Schools, I suddenly realised what a great and diverse town um, I lived in. So um, I started off by by setting up projects for local schools, like um, within, within a month, I'd set up the first inter-school art exhibition in the covered market. Um, I ran operations with the police and social services, um, organized training for all the schools. And I realized how, how very, very different crew was to other places and different within itself. Um, and because of my sort of um, sustainability drive, um, I realised that um, a lot of people in Crewe uh, who live, say, on the west side of Crew, worked for zero-hours contracts or shift work on the east side of Crewe when no buses were running and those jobs were, were not paid well enough to actually have, to afford a car. So the only way these people could get to work was by bicycle. So we set up a project at uh, St Paul's Centre um, to make sure that we could provide a bike at less than a month's bus pass fee so about 30 pounds um so we could get them to work and i used to keep a little log of the customers so we would sort of interview them really and every time it was you know i've got i've got a job starting on friday but i can't get there because i haven't got transport so we i mean often we'd give them a bike to be honest so we just used to rely on people donating bikes we'd we'd fix them up uh so people get to work so over the that ran for about five years. Over that five years, I, I, I lost track after a while because I left and somebody else took over. But we must have put maybe a thousand people in work over that time that couldn't otherwise have got to work.
0: That's amazing. So is what you're discussing with me now is that part of your active travel that that you are uh, so yeah. passionate about?
1: Yeah, there's well, there's a slight difference there. So um, uh, active crew travel act. Um, was set up with just with a chat with three or four of us it was the uh, the ex-Sustrans so Sustrans is that big national organization uh, to to provide walking and cycling routes across the country Um, the guy that that was the director for the northwest had an office in St Paul's Uh, Rob Wikes the reverend in charge was very much into helping poorer people get to work and keeping them fit so that's that fitted, and I knew that the the data for crew uh, about obesity, health inequalities, access to work, and air po- air pollution were real challenges for the town moving forwards. Um, so we set up a, a pressure group called ACT, and uh, we've had some really significant successes. Like we got uh, we gave awards for builders who actually built in really good paths. We convinced the council to put in more direct routes that were safer because when you talk to people in Crewe um, they'll often say well I would cycle but it's just too dangerous um, and actually well actually it's not really and crews blessed with so many off-road routes, good and bad, um, that we, we used to run rides to show people where to go so one of the things we did was um, critical mass uh, so um, every big city over the world has every month and the last Friday of each month has a big bike ride so New York gets thousands, London gets a couple of thousand, Manchester gets about 500 uh, and in Crewe we got 40 once because <laughs> it's a small town but we just go for a random bike ride. It's not a lead ride or anything anybody wants to go anywhere we just go along and then we generally end up in a pub to our shame but yeah it's it's it's, it's good fun. It's not a it's it's it is formally constituted act, but um, we basically are a an advocacy group for walking and cycling.
0: So you do you still participate in what goes on at the Saint Paul Centre? Are you still involved in that?
1: Uh, yeah, in a roundabout way. So um, I, I switched to part time work as a university lecturer, uh, so so literally I could spend more time with my family, and in crew, and because um, I used to work on the crew campus, and when they moved to Manchester. The, the commute was you know I just didn't enjoy it really um, so I got a part-time job as a co-op community pioneer um, that's a really interesting job um, I, I'd recommend anybody to find out more about it so it, it's it's only I only do four hours a week but my job is to promote cooperation which fits all of my my worldview perfectly so when the co-op was first set up in Rochdale it was set up uh, to help people in the town work together to, to get affordable food. So the principles of cooperation are separate from the actual store, if you know what I mean. The store is there. It's one way of getting people to cooperate. Um, so in that job, I uh, set up a food bank collection point at Shavington and Worcestershire Co-ops on the uh, on the Nandridge Road there, Crew Road, and... Um, once a week, I turn up on my bicycle with a big trailer behind it and fill it full of the food that the co op customers have, and staff have kindly donated. And I trundle down to St. Some Paul's. Um, sometimes the people over Christmas, people were so generous. I was forced to take the car, which deeply upset me. But uh, cars are great because they're very practical things, aren't they?
0: Yeah. Um, so, I yeah, do. it's, it's I good do. fun. <laughs> oh, no, that sounds amazing. But, yeah.
1: so so the link between there. So I still support su- support the St Paul's Food Bank, which does great work locally because they don't just give out food willy nilly. It's part of a support package for people through different organisations.
0: So with you sort of volunteering and been in charge of, of the sort of, I would say, the benefit of crew with all the, the bikes and, and you prov- um, provide and, and help in the environment. Have you got a team of people with you or are you doing it as a solo project? um
1: the 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 active crew travel um as you know it was active as the name implies there's anything between there's like five core members and uh, we have a a twitter page that's, that's three of us have got access to um that's got over a thousand followers um not all from crew it's called uh active travel crew and if there's not enough letters so it's active travel CRE at the end um, and we disseminate information so um, one of the projects we're working on now is uh, the the councils are able to give out um, outdoor dining licenses for restaurants and cafes for COVID um, and it's the pavement licenses, but we know that actually in places like London, Manchester, and New York, they use spaces on the road, so um, you could easily, you could take over one parking space and make it as a little outdoor uh, seating area, which would work, I think, really well on the Nantwich Road, because um, it means that you're not you're not inconveniencing pedestrians by having tables and chairs everywhere because it's a nightmare for blind people, that kind of thing. But if you put them in a in a parking space, you're only taking one parking space out and it's nicely out of the way.
0: Yeah, so that brings me to my next question then. So what are you actually currently working on? Um,
1: for with with well with ACT. Uh, we're working on that as as a project, and also part of the consultation for the local transport plan, um, which uh, didn't get very many people involved in it. Really, um, Sandbatch got hundreds of people commenting on it, uh, but Crew didn't, and it's quite significant because it's 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 really do the people of Crew agree to a wish list of things? Uh, that would make the town a more livable place. So, uh, tree lined boulevards, off road uh, cycle paths, direct walking routes, things like that, that would actually enable people to get out of their cars f- for short journeys and walk or cycle instead. Because cruise only, you know, the main bit of it is, it's at its widest bit, it's only a 20 minute walk, isn't it, really? I of- We often walk, we're right on the edge here in rope but uh, it only takes half an hour to walk to the station. And people forget that because we're so locked into cars, um, which again are great things, you know, but for short journeys, it's really bad for our health, not only for obesity and other personal health issues, but you're creating pollution that makes other people's respiratory diseases worse. So for the under 18s, the last time I looked, uh, respiratory emergencies were the most common cause of A&E entries to Leighton Hospital for under 18s and that's purely you know around here it's it's through traffic pollution.
0: So with with you helping (coughs) the the local community um, with with, I'd say health and and well-being Mm. I think think it's important to get the local community and the schools involved and things like that and trying to bring up people to sort of get fit and healthy and and introduce Mm. like you say biking so Are you an adversary of of involving schools and local people into what you're doing, getting their buy-in?
1: Yes. Um, So um, with my work with the co-op, I've done school assemblies on things like fair trade. Uh, When I did my assembly at Shavington, (laughs) because it was easier, I took the bike into the hall, which had all my display stuff on it, and and talked about how the link between health and fair trade um, really worked. Um, young people are really important so I used to do uh, bike maintenance classes with them Um, I've worked with the police and fire brigade on the close pass initiative that's just come out so David Keane the police commissioner has been very supportive of this because um, you know obviously people are always worried about crime and being assaulted but the most common form of injury in crew is traffic accidents so uh, he set up this thing where uh they have a, a plainclothes police officer on a bicycle just cycling up and down the road um, and if a car illegally overtakes too close which is with 1.5 meters um, the, they stop the car and have a chat with the with the driver um, obviously 1.5 meters on a very slow road uh, you know with where a cyclist is filtering in, inside isn't really dangerous but if you're going on a, on a busy road at 30 miles an hour to have a car pass you so close is really, really scary. And that's the thing that puts people off. Um, so we've, we've been working with them on that. And that's, that's been very successful so far. I think it has changed people's driving habits, certainly my own. Now, I didn't ever realize that it was illegal to pass a cyclist within one and a half meters. Uh, so I make sure that I overtake them properly now as if, a, as if I was in a car, if, as if they were in a car.
0: And like I said, I think it is important to get the local community involved. And so, with mm. with what you're campaigning and getting involved in, have you do you feel that like COVID has affected what you're doing? And when you're um, talking to people, have you have you seen the difference in people's behaviours and and, and how, how 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 you're helping people? And you're helping people in a different way, aren't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, through through COVID, I think it's the difficulty of of. of people actually communicating with each other is a problem. And there's an awful lot of isolated old people. So at the co-op in Chavington, um, because there's no library service at the moment and all the bookshops were closed, I set up a a community bookshelf actually inside the store. And um, I thought, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be successful, but within a week it was full of really good quality donated books by local people. Uh, and that's there to uh, raise money for MIND, the mental health charity. So it, it wins in, th- in three ways. We've got a, a team of local people who volunteer to tidy up the shelves, like they're like part-time librarians, really. Um, and when I say the shelves, it's only like a, a, a rack uh, about six foot high and three foot across. Um, uh, and they tidy up the books, uh, so they get they can get involved in it. People who are otherwise locked down or isolated, they can come and donate a book or buy a book from there. So it raises money for Mind at the same time. And it, it got it got too successful actually to the extent that last week we had to do a um, a clear out sale. Um, you know, even it's only by donations, isn't it? But then um, we put some tables outside and put all the excess books there. So um, people are really keen to help other people Uh, and it's hard to know how to do that but just by uh, swapping books and donating books at that bookshelf people have felt that they really are part of a community again so hopefully um, that will that will keep going um, forever I think because it's been so successful
0: no and I do like I just like speaking to people and I do like the, the fact that we've all stepped back we are taking time to speak to people and having that different communication i mean this be me talking to you today on zoom is a lifesaver because i'd love to come oh, yeah. and see and and see you obviously your, your cycles but this this is great and it's and it's i think you feel empowered as well and that's why i ask you what what makes you feel motivated because we've all been stopped um what we normally do with, with what's um, with mm. Covid so this this is a great opportunity to do this kind of thing and and tell you your story which is which is great really and and have you
1: noticed how much friendlier people are on the street so I am um, when when lockdown first came in you remember we had that really hot month in April last year the amount of families out walking and cycling was brilliant I met um, a, a lady with two young children Um, it would have been about five and eight I think something like that and um, we just got chatting from a distance as you do and she said she's really loving the fact that the roads are so quiet because she can take the kids out for proper long cycle rides along the road because she's not worried about um, uh, you know getting knocked down which I think so, I mean, yeah, COVID has been a blow, but it has brought out the best in people, and people are starting to appreciate each other and their local community. So they're valuing it more. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a parish councillor at Rope, and we've just taken delivery of um, litter picking sticks and um, chalks, paint spray. Because I, I don't know whether you've noticed, but. Um, with the sudden increase of people buying puppies over lockdown, there's a a, a linked increase in dog feces everywhere and it's becoming a real problem. So um, what we're gonna do is go and mark them so people can see it so they don't step in it and hopefully remind people who leave it there Uh, to pick it up it's proven to be the the best way because if if you go and pick it up for other people people just assume oh well somebody else will come and pick it up so by marking it with chalk spray but that's a really good activity because it it keeps me keeps me fit and healthy because I walk around the place a lot and um, it always triggers a conversation with people and it's those little conversations that are so good with people for their mental health isn't it just
0: those little chats that we're all having I mean, I've taken the opportunity to talk to more people. So, obviously, in my job, I do talk to people and, and, and through all the, the radio work. But I feel now through the past year that throughout this podcast and, and speaking to people, I've grown as a person. And I, I don't know if you know this, I used to be very, very quiet. You're very, very quiet. And doing all yeah. all this, it, it's really it's made me develop. And I, I, I'm grateful that that's happened. And I don't know if people that's the benefit for me for COVID that I've been able to do that. I've not been able to go to the gym and, but then I've been Mm. dancing around the living rooms like yourself. You've, you've been walking and talking to people. I think it is great having that. And for me, it gives you that extra helping hand, which is, which is great. So, and another thing um, I've been watching all these programs and, how music is powerful and empowering to bring that sort of happy mm. happiness to people so i think that's why i've probably chosen to do the spotify playlist with you all to depict your life story so if i may i would like to go on to mm. your spotify playlist now so just to let everybody know to find your playlist if they can go to spotify they can search for gail louise turner helping hands podcast playlist series two episode one ben Y. so your song choices are vast and fantastic so i'm not sure of all of these so you will need to go into some mm-hmm. detail for me so looking at the first one now the story of the blues the mighty war. what significance of this for you
1: do you remember i said that i had a couple of moments of happiness in my life deep you know with, with deep contentment um the second one i said was just having dinner with my family once but it oh, all crikey um, 40 years ago <laughs> I was uh, really on my uppers. I was working in a shop well Harrods actually but it was low pay pretty miserable I was living in a shared room up in Notting Hill um, the rough end and I was sitting in this miserable pub drinking uh, a miserable pint of mild and this song came on the uh, jukebox and As he came on, the sun shone through the top windows and I could remember it vividly, even so far away, all on my own. And I was listening to this music and I just got this sense of complete well-being that even though everything was really bad at that moment, I got a sense that everything was going to be all right. And I was only about 18. um, And uh, I've always there again. It's another you can't recapture those moments. But um, the trouble is I listened to it. Every time I listen to it, it dilutes the original moment a little bit more. So um, I leave it for other people to enjoy.
0: And there is that. And I think you've got the the benefit with that with music. So I always say when I've been putting this series together that one person's interpretation of a song might be another so mm. what your memory might be happy another persons might be sad it doesn't matter as long as that song that you choose has that special meaning for you i think it's very empowering so the next mm. next song then we've got for you today is the rapper's delight by the sugar hill gang tell me about this
1: <laughs> that just made me happy um where i used to live in nothing hills i was on the uh on the route of uh, the notting hill carnival and that was always the favorite thing that used to come out of sound systems uh, it was very um it's long i've just realised, you know on your playlist it's over seven minutes long but it was the first well one of the first rap tunes that i'd ever heard and it's not like my my favorite kind of music but there again it reminds me of a really really happy time and place long hot summers in london um being a being a silly teenager having irresponsible jobs it's great yes
0: yeah, so you, you've obviously done a, a vast amount of roles and 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 you know volunteering and real jobs as well and it's great that you've got that story behind you so I don't know this so what made you move to London uh, from London to Crewe um
1: my wife's from Crewe um born and bred uh, went to local schools and we were living in um in Brixton in South London that was, that was I really liked it, but we had two boys and there was a series of uh, murders around around the house. And it was a tiny, tiny flat. I mean, really, really small. We didn't have our own front door or anything. Um, and we're just thinking, where, where can we go to live? And we're thinking, oh, Brighton's nice. I didn't want to be, live in the suburbs of London. Um, my brother lives in Bristol, that was nice, but then Crew, because of my job then I was working for the Department for Education I had to visit schools all over the country and I thought Crew is so well placed by train I could be literally anywhere in the country um, you know by 10 o'clock in the morning just about um, to visit a school so um, yeah so we moved to Crewe it was um, it was great it was, I've never regretted it I love the town I love the people even more Um, And it's it's a small enough place to actually make a bit of a difference, whereas in London, I felt a bit lost. So, yeah, it was a great move.
0: That's really interesting because I with obviously all the changes and there's a lot of empty buildings and crew. And for me, I would like Mm. to to get some more local businesses and local communities going. Obviously, I don't have any influence on that, but that's what I'd like to see. And sometimes I, I think to myself, would I like to go and live in a big city? But you're saying it from the opposite end so I'm thinking that's really really interesting because you've lived in that big city and you've come to the small town so that that is great so I mean there's,
1: there's more derelict shops in the big cities than there is in Crew. Yeah. everybody thinks oh it's just Crew, but um, it, you, you go to any any medium-sized town across the country it's the same I mean at least in Crew, we've got the hope of the new centre coming out um, I don't I don't that's one of the things I, I was I'm a little bit disappointed in the consultation process so far, Um, but that should be fixed. But there's other local people who are doing really good stuff. So there's the uh, covered market. That's uh, They had a live gig there on Saturday night. That was really good. Uh, you know, the indoor uh, Cheetal market. Um, there's a, a guy called Chris McGarrigal who's uh, been given the task of letting out all the shop fronts that own um, along that bit where Vernon's Fish Bar is down to around where Ryman's is, you know, that side. Um, and I reckon that's, that'll be a nice little... Uh, um, uh, a little uh, avenue of, of small independent businesses i think that'd be good because i think that the times of, of of big shops moving into town centers that's that's just gone forever i think and so we've got to think of more creative ways to use the space it's going I, to be good
0: it is and i think we've got a, a lot of changes coming as well like you say with it with, with the new center so looking out for how that will affect people because i'm thinking with your with your bicycles campaign that possibly that might affect it maybe they might they might get a bicycle shed i don't know because we yeah are looking well at it's, the it's, environment
1: yeah it, it is there's all the all the uh, research and the government advice is to really really uh ensure that people can walk and cycle rather than use cars so you think wherever you go on holiday right uh you know city breaks you always go to places where you can move around freely you know Paris, Amsterdam, Berlin, they've all got massive restrictions on car use. So it's a pleasant place to be. Um, I'm amazed constantly about the amount of space that's given up to car parking. And it doesn't need to be like that. If we had a decent bus service and safe and convenient walking and cycle routes, we wouldn't have that problem. And I think one of the snags with crew is because a lot of people in crew have, you know, always been in crew and haven't been out. They haven't been out to see how good things could actually be, uh, and this is a chance to transform the town to make it a better place to live and work for us and our grandchildren.
0: No, and that's very inspiring. I think, I think, I think not a lot of people are thinking of the bigger picture, and I think that's nice to think because I think people, um, and obviously, I, my my opinions are my own, but I think. I've been speaking to people through the years and it's nice to see everybody's different opinion. Um, but I like your opinion because you're looking at the bigger picture. You, you're considering other people and, and that's really, really nice. So, and I think it's important to see everybody's point of view there. So the next song now, the wonder of you, Elvis Presley. <laughs> <Great
1: song>. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, um, there's a, there is a brilliant Elvis impersonator from crow's uh, ex Bentley worker called Paul Larkham. Every a lot of people will know him, and um, he a he's a really good singer. Um, uh, and when he when he sings the wonder of you by Elvis Presley, he often changes it to the wonder of crew. And I think if crew was going to have an anthem, it would be Paul Larkin singing his version of that song.
0: Wow, that no, that is a really good anthem actually. Mm-hmm. Because I do you know what I always think of crew as, and I don't know if you know. Um, the Dream Academy um, song, and I think Dario G the band did a, a version of that. Um, mm-hmm. Life in Northern Town by Dream yes. Academy, and I also I always associate that with Crew. I don't know why that's um, from the eighties, but your song is a bit, yeah. I, I actually see your point of view <laughs> there. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So uh, next song then, One Nation. One Nation
1: Under. There again, just happy memories from being a teenager in London. Um, it sort of means a lot to me. It's about it's about global cooperation. It's about being part of a bigger society. Um, but most of all, it's just a good dance tune.
0: I like that. Short short and sweet. That's a good one. <laughs> now, I know this next one, because I remember, um, in fact, I remember which now that's what you call music album it was on. Shine Aswoods. Explain, mm. to make what a, a summer song, summer song, definitely.
1: Very much a summer song and saw them live a couple of times. Um, there again, like a, a, a big sort of community feel uh, to their early stuff um, that they did. Um, uh, and I think the kids, when they were very small, I, I think I remember them trying to sing it and um, and it's, uh, it's just a really good uplifting tune um, by by a nice group of people.
0: So the next one is Heroes by David Bowie now. I, I love this, this and I think I might have seen it on the Live Aid 85 DVD. What significance is this song for you?
1: David Bowie was always in the background when I was growing up. Um, but for, I don't know why, but we, I sort of, it weirdly wasn't part of the, I was more sort of the, 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 the punk sort of side of things really. And he always seemed almost too smooth to be true, I think, uh, when, I, when I was younger. And it's only in recent years where I've um, started to really appreciate his work. Um, and um, again, but he was, a, he was a Brixton boy as well. So I, I owe it to him to, uh, <laughs> to support him on that one.
0: So Kate Bush now she she's uh, well I would call her an individualist and I like that about her. What um, significance and, and meaning does this song have for you?
1: Um, my wife is a massive Kate Bush fan and uh, we've been following a, a, a Kate Bush tribute band <laughs> around the country called Cloud Um and they they're really good um, and she gave me Years ago, when I first got the job where I had to travel all over the country, um, a little uh, tiny, uh, like an iPlayer thing, can't remember what they're called. You know, the little about the size of a button that could hold about ten songs, and this was one um, uh, that uh, she 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 put on that. So I'd be you know tr- be miles from home, uh, missing everybody, but that would that would come into my earbuds. Uh, it would make me feel very um, somber, really, on a long train journey, um, miles from home. Yeah, it's nice.
0: So I I read this next title as quite positive and quite a good connotation. So teach your children by Crosby, Stills, Nash, and you. Wow.
1: Yeah, that was um, when I when I worked for the National Strategies, which was a, a kind of a government crango. Um, we, we worked on a program called SEAL, which was Social and Emotional Aspects of Learning. And we had a fantastic team of people around us. Um, and um, I'm not particularly musical, as you can probably guess. But when one of our colleagues, Deb Michelle, left, um, we, we, we rented a little cafe on the Edgware Road. And uh, a guy called Roger Thompson sang this on his guitar to her. And it was a magical thing because the the cafe um, is is built over the canal in Little Venice uh, and the rain was pouring down and he was singing this song to Deb. And it sort of signified what we were all about as a team to teach your children well um, and and let them know that they love you, you love them. And uh, it it summed up 10 years of work for me, really, um, that was so important because it was about wasn't about behaviour and discipline, it's about meeting children's needs so they can express themselves and learn social and emotional skills uh, to be um, happy children and more importantly decent adults when they grew up. Um, unfortunately that, that all fell apart in 2010 um, with the change of government and change of political direction but um, I remember those days with, with great fondness.
0: Yeah and I do think there's been a lot of change in, in the sort of the government and obviously this this week with, with with the um the sad news of the the um the king passing away Re- really sort of a somber um attitude at the moment I'm feeling so I'm hoping this pod this series podcast can actually help w- w- with what's going on locally mm-hmm. and nationally I-, I would really really like that and because you're, you're sort of advisory and you're helping people and and i'm hoping that when people listen to this they can they can take it with 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 a sort of a positive attitude and maybe learn something from it and i I hope i hope they can learn
1: yeah well because i'm prince philip you know say what say what you like but um he was also born on a mediterranean island like me i was born in cyprus and he was born in Corfu, uh and i do think that he he was um he, you know, he he did he did uh, make a lot of people very happy, and I've been I've been amazed by the depth of feeling by by the public um, after his death. Really, I wasn't really, wasn't really interested, um, but he uh, yeah, he's obviously made an impact.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I um. I did the Duke of Edmund Award. I think I just did the bronze ah. one and, and, I, and I remember sort of helping local communities actually. And I think, I think I volunteered yeah. in crew. So, I mean, I've, I've, I've contacted them and I'd love to um, interview local people via zoom and I've, I've been listening to some of the news stories and, and it's had a great impact on me. And it's, it's that longevity of, of the support network that he had for the queen mm. and they were married 73 years and obviously she's had a hard job she's had to live with all the changes and what's going on in the world and um and I think it's it's just stopped like that and it's very very sad and and I do I do hope that people leave the queen alone and let let her grieve and then maybe the, the younger generations pick up some of her um you know some of her work and, and support network so that's what i'd like to see and that's mm. that's my opinion but i do think it's affected the sort of the and obviously um people are now having their jabs so there's a bit of a so- somber sort of feeling and i think now we've we've just hit the the ease and lockdown so hopefully that sort of being able to have a little bit more freedom will help people mm. well-being i really do hope that i, I really do hope that so your yeah. last song on on the list now. So we've got the Spanish Stroll and Mink DeVille.
1: Saw them live in the uh, pavilion at Hemel Hempstead the night before my maths O level, which appalled my my dad. He said, "How can you possibly go out before your 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 main exam?" Um, but I was a, a silly silly boy, um, and I really enjoyed Mink DeVille and. I passed my maths O level the next day.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I actually, yeah, I would be slightly worried if if I knew you and that would happen. I would panic slightly, <laughs> but it, it worked for you, so you know you you find.
1: Well, everybody changes, you know. That's that's the thing about young people. You know, you you, you look at you look at kids, um, you know, smashing up phone boxes and being really stupid in the parks and stuff like that, but then they do grow out of it you know, I, I, if I expect my dad gave up all hope of me. Um, but then I, you know, a long time after that, I went to university, then I went and got a master's degree while I was teaching, then I got a, a really responsible job with the government. And yeah, things haven't turned out too badly. Yeah, don't, 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 don't judge the kids, correct them and help them. That would be the
0: no, okay. I don't know. Um, and while you're talking to me about that, and I don't know if you've seen this, I'm going to ask you, have you seen the film Bicentennial Man by Robin Williams, the late, great Robin Williams, about a robot? What's the film called? Bicentennial Man.
1: Oh, no, I haven't, no.
0: Well, I'll give you a quick synopsis and, and explain why I'm saying this. Mm. So, um, He's he's a robot and he, and he grows and develops through time and he wants to become um a human so to get um he, he completely changes his his outlook inside and out and the people around him pass away and he grows and develops through because obviously a bicentennial man is 200 years and it's really interesting that he he grows and develops and, and your point there about people do change
1: mm.
0: and yeah I- yeah they change through time and i think that film's quite a powerful connotation for how people do change and i think people change through covid but i would say and this is my opinion it's up to them if they want to change i would never ask anybody to change and i would never ask anybody to do something that they weren't comfortable with but i think it's a poignant point to do people change through age and experiences i don't know
1: yeah i think it's it's the, the trick for me is is to make decisions in the here and now, not based on the on the worries about the past or the future, in your own best interest, but with due regard for others. I think this is going back right back to the cooperation thing. I think everybody should be, um, f- you know, free to make their own decisions and do their own thing, as long as they take into account other people so there's a bit of a there's a bit of a row at the moment about um, should people be allowed to grass over the you know that a lot of houses have got grass verges in front of their houses Uh, they get churned up by vehicles they want to there's there's an argument you should be allowed to just concrete over your own thing and, and drop a curb down but of course that ground there that's that's there to mitigate flash flooding so it soaks up the water you know like the local stream was was full of effluent recently because it couldn't the drain system can't take that amount of water so it's a good example of of you know do we act just for ourselves or do we consider other people when we make these decisions um, and it takes time and it's boring and it can involve conflict but in the, at the end of the day we've all got to live together in this town haven't we so everything that we do does affect each other.
0: Yeah, and I personally would like us all to work together, but I think I'm, I'm quite aware of you can't always do that. There's there's reasons behind not knowing everything. There's, there's reasons why you can't work together. But I think in this changing society, I would really, really like us to all work together because at the end of the day, we're all different and each of us have that individual idea that might help others or help ourselves and yes you only find that out uh, later on when you look back on the situation you think maybe I could do something different but I think every decision you make you learn and grow from but mm. I've, only, I've only learned that now I think through do, doing these podcasts and the interviewing and obviously the, the course um, back in 2013 so I, I it's very interesting
1: self-awareness is the key to everything isn't it you know if you I I started keeping a diary recently during lockdown that I found really helpful because you look back at the day thinking what did I do today that was what you know why did I do that because I think a lot of us walk around blindly don't we we're just doing do the things that we do as if we were meat puppets somebody once said um without without thinking and if just a little bit of thought about how your how your actions are going to impact on other people it makes a massive difference, I think, and makes you a better person, of course.
0: Considering other people's actions, yeah, no, I agree with that yeah. absolutely. So, your future plans? Then, we we like I said, we are restricting the the ease down for for lockdown now. What what yeah. what have you got in mind?
1: I well, always ask I people. W-
0: sorry, I always ask people uh, what the fi- five year plan is, but
1: oh, <laughs> but, but no,
0: don't don't go through that. go, go, go through what your plan
1: is my plan so um i'm a i'm a i'm a i'm a volunteer counselor so you don't get paid for it for rope parish and as i said we're we're going out today um doing litter picking and dog mess cleaning and i want to do the same for crew town because all these surrounding areas of crew do you know we are centered around crew hopefully if we can get crew right then it'll become a town where we're proud of we can go so um, I'm going to uh, stand for Crew Town Council, which is, again, is just an unplayed thing, to see if I can um, help people make a difference. So it's going to be about cooperation and it's going to be about um, consideration for each other. But most of all, I'm just going to be seeing if I can listen to as many people's views as possible and come together with some sort of an agreement and hopefully help them get the information that they need to make decisions about the town, because every big, you know, the the, the whole, the Royal Arcade plan, for example, which is going to radically change uh, the town centre, I've got major worries about that consultation, but mainly it was because it wasn't accessible to people. You know, you get these architects there, you know, talking big long words and and using technical jargon and people just switch off. So if I can be a sort of a, a translator for that and help people join in and make decisions, that would that would be really good. Um, I'm going to be, uh, yeah, so the, the, and the co-op job, I hope to continue doing, because that's the same thing, helping the food banks. Um, the good gym, which is that we, we used to go for a run and then do a, a community job, like cleaning up somebody's garden or doing shopping for somebody. Um, that's that's starting back up so i hopefully i'll I'll rejoin that and get my fitness back that's a really good thing if anybody wants to be in an outdoors healthy group doing some good work for people good gym is a really good place to start so i look forward to seeing people on that so vote for me of course if you're in crew west
0: (laughs) yes so so you're campaigning for crew, crew west constituency there
1: yeah well i'm 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 just putting my name up for it, really. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm campaigning, but it's just it's just Crew West because poor Dorothy Flewed, uh passed away nearly two years ago now, uh, so this is the re- is the replacement for her. So it's not it's not the Cheshire East Council thing. That's a uh, you know that's a paid one. There's a guy called Connor who's standing for that, who I would support. But the Crew Town Council one, they don't have much power. But what they what they're for is a voice for crew and I, I think uh, as long as you realise that's what they do they do do a good job for that. Yeah
0: uh, because yeah because they, they, they've, they've, they've got the Cheshire East Council and the Crewe Town Council that, that like you say there's the the two uh, uh, different councils there with, yeah, with very
1: the, different yeah, yeah
0: I, I remember <laughs> I remember learning about that so um i would i'd like to ask you now so as, as a final thing i will be watching your work now so i would like um i would like to know and i'd like you to tell everybody else who's going to listen to this podcast where can they follow you because i think it's going to get very very interesting now with all the changes and crew so i'm quite excited to see what's going to happen and and see the, the bigger picture so where where can we follow you because i really I... want to look on and continue and watch <laughs> what's going on around I... us
1: I've just started up an Instagram account, which people tell me is a good thing. So that's uh, BenWine9. It's great having such an unusual name. It's, you know, dead easy to find me. Uh, but the, the, the thing that I do most there, again, in cooperation with some other people is the Active Travel Crew Twitter account. Uh, I've got Facebook pages for Active Travel Crew and the Shavington and Wisterson Co-op. Um, and the shortcut for that for Facebook is at ChavCoop shaft coop, just one word that's probably the easiest way but you'll see me riding around on my bicycle just if you see me I usually wear a flat hat um, on an old green ex-post office bike with a basket in the front so that's me wave and say hello
0: and I think it's great because you, you've got the opportunity to go past people and wave and so go hi how are you today how <laughs> are you doing and you know and I think people need that because I think that's what's needed Gail,
1: that is it in a nutshell. You've hit it right on the nail there. If you're driving around crew, uh, A, you don't get to talk to anybody because people can't see inside cars, and B, you're always... Well, like me, I, I'm always in a bad mood driving because I'm always frustrated because I'm stuck in traffic. But when you're walking or on a bicycle, you don't go more than a couple of hundred yards while somebody's saying hello to you. It's just, it's just a much more sociable way to get around and I've met so many lovely people just wandering around the town that I would have never have done in a car so that's why my my strap ride for all these things it's walking cycling is is good for you and it's good for crew
0: but I tell you something I've done different in lockdown I've walked on my lunch so if I am in a long day I'll go and walk around crew I I mean the the coffee shops are open now so I'll I'll go and grab Mm. a coffee and I'll go and grab a water um but that's what I have started to do differently so I've put my coat on and walked and actually put my mask on and, and and walked so it come to a point when we get the jabs and we won't have to put the mask on which I am looking forward to but that's yeah. different so I I always said and I think I might have done this in my podcast I may have blogged a little bit what I've been doing throughout and and sort of related it to the music and and in a positive way that's what I've done different and I think for you you've met loads of people and things and maybe years to come people will, will blog and say oh this is what happened in 2020 and 2021 and I think it's quite an apparent thought that we can tell the future generations what happened through COVID we are part of history now similarly to mm. the the World War One and World War II and I think I've probably mentioned that in the podcast series so just think today Mr Ben why you are part of history um, <laughs> supporting the local community through crew so think about that
1: thank you <laughs> yeah,
0: lovely well I'm, I'm gonna leave it there now i'm gonna let, let you get on but thank you very Thanks. much for participating um so yeah have a fantastic day and um hopefully things will uh come right for you after covid well thank you very much um, thank you Gail. It's i'll been speak a treat. to you soon thank you
1: yeah thank you very much bye bye
0: now